Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Triple T Podcast for Knife Makers with your host, Dennis Terrell from Terrell Knife Works and Jared Sandoval from Echo Blades. Wow, so professional, man. <laughs> All the panties are dropping in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are they panties or... <laughs> <laughs> the overalls yeah oh, as long as they're not clear <laughs> uh, yeah right all right how you doing good well, man like I, I didn't see you today but <laughs> i know yeah huh it's been a couple hours <laughs> right oh good good i just got so done good. uh processing a bunch of cardboard boxes with my uh pk buddy uh oh, slicing nice. and dicing it's a recycle day over here and we're actually having like a a California storm, um, a bunch of shit in my backyard is blown over and, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I got like a millimeter of water taken on, you know, so I don't know. I'm panicking right now. <laughs> the, the California hurricane, the, the yeah. chair in my backyard is knocked over. Literally. Exactly. The, the yeah, big, going, the big uh, uh, aluminum ones. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. I got to go get some sandbags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're bitching about the, uh, the quarter inch of rain we just got you know, all day. Yeah. Rick, Rick sent me a, Rick Hall uh, sent me a picture of his place. They got uh, six inches of snow today. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> no thank, thank you. you. <laughs> no. I just went to uh, Idaho in middle of December, and I think it was like a a low of 22 and a high of 36 or something. And yeah, no, not yeah. not for me. That's not even, you know, <laughs> laugh at right now because that's not even cold, but it was cold uh, yeah. enough. I, I, moved away, I moved away from that when I moved away from Canada. So yeah. I, I'm not, not shoveling sunshine. I mean, I'm born and raised here in the Bay Area, so I've, I don't know anything else than, you know, I mean, I grew up with a 60 degree uh, overcast till 11 and then a blazing hot 75 by the afternoon. So that was it for years. My, my favorite story when I first moved here to California is that people in California refer to it as the snow. Yeah, that's me. It, Wait a minute. It, it, it's, it's, it's a fucking event. It's the snow. You drive to it. You drive to Tahoe. You see the snow and then you drive home. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fact I mean, of life here. It's an event. It definitely is because <laughs> it's like four hours in any direction. We could hit like any, you know, uh, kind of climate, right? You got the beach, you got the desert, you got the mountains, you got the snow. So it is the snow. You see how I just did that? <laughs> The snow. <laughs> yeah. I know you're a California native. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. My only snowboard uh, experience was, uh, I don't know, it's been about 10 years now. First time and only time I ever went. And it was basically a snow walking for me. because I, I was going to say, you ended up on your ass the whole day. <laughs> yeah. I actually got the, the snow patrol people kind of told me, you need to get off, uh, you know, can't sit on your board there. And I was like, why? I keep falling over. So I, I popped out and they're like, you're going to slide off a mountain people die that way i'm like yeah okay well just get me off this fucking mountain and i won't ever be back <laughs> i'm still old school i know how to ski i can ski all day without falling down i have no desire to spend the entire day or two it's going to take me to learn how to snowboard because i know i'm going to be on my ass the whole day 
I have no yeah. interest in that. No. And I had some really cool people that took me up and didn't even introduce me to little bunny slope or nothing. They're just like, you could do it. And I'm, oh, it was, horrible. it was a, it was a whiteout. Like literally it was like the, the most uh, intense thing I've ever been in. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm over this <laughs> and I don't drink. So I couldn't even go back to the, what is it? Uh, I don't even know what chalet? they call it. The chalet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and go get warm, and you know, I literally had to go get some hot chocolate or something, you know, something real manly. <laughs> uh, so, what's new in your shop this week? Well, um, currently, right now, I am over inundated with my day job. Um, it is pretty much kind of taking precedence in in my life, and I haven't had an opportunity to get rolling on much. I've been working on, uh, that, um, the wave cutter. Um, and I, I actually spent this whole weekend hand sanding it. <laughs> it feels so like it anyways. T tell people what the wave cutter is. Cause uh, I know, but <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a chef knife that we did. Uh, I think it's 400 layers, um, with a, uh, a Chevron patterned in there. We're trying to go for some kind of a, a wave thing. Um, it's a, uh, it's a gift for somebody. So that's kind of the theme that I was trying to go for. Um, it was an eventful, uh, forge for sure. I mean, every time we do things, it's, uh, a couple hours here, a couple hours there, you know, um, over a week, we'll get a couple sessions in or, you know, um, but Dennis over here decided to blow up a copper billet in his forge and contaminate the whole thing on the very last restack and almost uh what i i ended up with just very little comparative to what i started with but it was salvageable that's what matters so you, you got enough and yeah that, that's a good story actually because i've always told people the whole like copper in your forge having to reline the forge was bullshit but after I've always, I've never liquefied a whole billet before, right? Well, I, I did this on a build a while ago where I had my thermocouple go and I had the PID controller and I basically liquefied all the copper in a billet and it, it basically vaporized the, the, the forge was so hot. It basically vaporized the copper and it got into everything. We tried to forge weld. It was getting between the layers. Like I've got pictures of the outside of the forge and you can see copper fumes like coming out the front of the forge. The entire inner part of the forge was like this weird color. And we seriously, I had to, I had to, um, it was just the bottom of the forge, but that is no joke. If you liquefy copper in your forge, it actually does prevent you from forge welding if there's still copper in there because yep. you're going to vaporize the copper and that's the issue. So it's not a wives tale. <laughs> and I owe owner, owner, um, owner Kaglar, uh, an apology because I told him it was bullshit, but, uh, it's not, <laughs> we kind of proved that. Yeah, no. Cause your billet just started splitting like i mean layer after layer it never even you weren't it didn't even get together right it was 100 yeah, percent, right and there was you couldn't see copper on the bottom of the floor 
Yet, there was copper all over the billet, including between the layers when we busted it apart. So the yeah. copper had vaporized at that point. It was right. bizarre. Well, you didn't even see all that till the next day, though, right? right? Yeah. No, I didn't see it till the next day because we were scrubbing the scale off and we saw this yeah. copper on it. Yeah. So weird. So through that whole event, we ended up, uh, yours got junked and I was able to save a little bit of that billet. And I, I, I got this little Honsaki kind of style uh, chef knife that I'm making and came out great. The grind, it was that particular grind was probably one of the first times that um, I was because I've been I mean, grinding for us all is, uh, you know, for the experienced guys, you know, you guys get it. For the newer ones uh, like myself, you know, it's, uh, you know, do I want to do it on the rest? Do I want to do it freehand? Do I want to, you know, how how does pressure, you know, affect, you know, from, you know, each access, you know, left and right and up and down. And, but this particular uh, grind, like, um, I just, I was in the zone and I, and I started to feel and do everything with, with purpose and intent. And it, it came out really, really good for, for me. Um, and I'm super, super happy with it. Um, so I got to hand sanding, uh, this weekend. And so I made a, um, a little, uh, another hand sanding vice that has a, um, I cannot remember the name of the vice that I saw. It's nothing original, but I, I made my own version of it, but it's got the, uh, plate on the bottom. And then we, we drilled and tapped a bunch of holes and, uh, you put the, some like quarter 20 bolts through it and these little protective, uh, plastic caps on it. So it kind of elevates the knife up and, um, it's not sitting down like on the flat surface. And I, and I like the idea, except, uh, I think when we were drilling holes, we had just kind of randomized, you know, a pattern, nothing that was like OCD kind of measured out. And, but, um, so Again, I got it. I only used it a couple times and I started getting busy here yesterday. And apparently, this is my thought, anyways, um, is that I had the some of the bolts too close to the edge um, and I didn't hang the knife over the edge enough. And as I was hand sanding, I started getting these little uh, like high and low spots um, in between where the, the knife was sitting on the bolts. And um, so I went over to to your house today and i was like dude what what the hell is this and that's kind of what we came up with but um i ended up having to reprofile the knife a little bit take the edge down because it was it, to for me anyways it, even though it's a gift <laughs> i and i just couldn't uh, deal with seeing what i was seeing so we kind of reprofiled it and um i think think it's under control now but um, yeah but and for everyone else it, it and you're definitely right. I'm pretty convinced it was those pins. And just as he's sanding the blade, you had that edge really thin. Like it's probably like five thousandths or less. Like it's almost a zero edge. And it's so thin there as he's applying pressure, it's doming over the pin. And then he's sanding that part and it's getting more pressure. And then when he took the knife off, he's got these little divots. So... You know, for anyone who's got that kind of knife vice, you got to be careful where you put your pins. Yeah, um, you definitely got to hang hang it over. Put the pressure on the more uh, yeah. spot where there's more meat under the knife, and kind of hang it over. It's just like you would a regular 
you know, um, flat surface, you know, but, um, right. yeah, it was kind of a, a bummer, but I've been at the end when we, <clears throat> or when I reprofiled it, I actually like it better now. It had too yeah, much of a too. belly and yeah, it came out. It, yeah. I think it's going to, it's going to be good. So yeah, it looks good. Uh, the pattern is killer on that one. The Chevron came out so nice on that one. Yeah. So I don't know about you got all the other makers here, but I have probably etched that thing like five times <laughs> test etch after test test after test etch. Cause I just can't get enough. Like somebody comes over, I had a buddy come over to the, to the house on the, that's why you've hand sanded it so many times. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I had a buddy come over and he just, we were just hanging out and I was like, Oh, I got some hand sanded to do. So I did it. And then at the end I was trying to explain it to him and he just wasn't quite getting it. So I was like, hold on. So I gave him the the fair dip show and he was just like, oh my God, that's incredible. I mean, that's still, that never gets old. Like when you, you try to explain to somebody what's underneath, you know, when it's like satin and you're sanding and you're like, no, but when you put it in this magic potion here, <laughs> and, uh, peanut butter, <laughs> boom. And then they're just like, holy shit. I get it. Especially if I haven't, um, I've been working on a knife and it's been a really long time. And I'll forget, I'll forget what the pattern looks like. And then I'll etch it. I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. So cool. Uh, especially like on the knives I'm working on now, I haven't etched them in a couple of weeks. So, um, I'm anxious to see what it looks like. Cause I'm kind of, you know, it's not as cool now. Cause they're just silver. I agree. I agree. And I used to think that was bullshit. Like, how do you not know? But you know, after you get a couple billets and time goes by, you're like, oh my god! So yeah, I'm I'm like a yeah. test edge king right now. <laughs> I can go do it again right now if you want to see. But <laughs> well, I'm the only one's going to see it, and I saw it yeah. today. So I'll go live on Instagram. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. I did get to check out your uh, the uh, oh, the, the hand sanding um, yeah that's machine, right. dude. So I am. Honestly, super skeptical, right? Like, it looks like something that you might see in an adult, like, <laughs> boutique or something. That, when that thing gets to going. Attachment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing is just, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute here. But, uh, you know, you, you see it going. And, uh, but, man, I, at the end, uh, I put it you know, a couple hours on it today. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You put it yeah, through its I mean, paces. Yeah. And, uh, man, fantastic dude. Like I, I think, uh, I didn't have, um, my sanding sticks that I use, uh, they're longer than the, the little two inch things that, uh, aluminum blocks that you have. Um, so I have a little bit more support on my hands, but, um, even without all that, it, it was fantastic, dude. I think it's, it's a badass. Awesome. So helpful. Yeah, I'm anxious to get the hand rests uh, set up on it, so it'll be a little even less stress. And we talked about in the future, you know, yeah. Gen two or three, getting yeah. some bars and and reducing hand stress. But we'll we'll it'll get there. We got to get V one out the door first. <laughs> this thing, I mean, uh, how do you even explain it? I don't know, but you're just applying downward pressure and this fucking thing is just going to town and you feel, you know, you get friction, you know, it's, it's really cool. Like I, I don't ever want to hand sand any other way now. So <laughs> good, good. 
Yeah, it was good having you in the shop today. Um, I'm still working on those uh, two plug welded integrals, but I'm close. So I'm I was trying to take some inspiration from uh, Mr. Mareko Momasi on the handle. First time I've uh, done facets on a handle like that. So um, Came out good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I still got to sand them. So yeah, but. Off the grinder, they look pretty decent, so we'll have to do some some fine work on them. But they're close. I'm hoping to get those done this week. Uh, get them all etched, and you know, yeah. So looking to get those done, and then we're I'm starting to think about what I'm going to do for the Viking challenge. So mm. I, I think uh, I think I know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to do that cross pattern. Damascus okay. for the for the center, and okay. uh, I'm not going to give too much away on what that pattern is, but and then I'll All probably right. do an edge bar. Okay, and uh, were you going to make something original like a sax or? Uh, that's that's my problem <laughs> with the Viking Challenge. I know, you know, we all voted for Viking Challenge, and I, I like the concept, but I feel like 90 percent of the builds are going to be saxes, right? I there's. Maybe we'll get an axe or two, but most people are going to do a sax. And, you know, no offense to all of our Nordic friends out here, but I'm sorry. Viking weapons are a little bit boring compared to European or uh, or Japanese weapons, in my opinion. They're just, I don't know. So I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm going to do the challenge. This isn't one of those ones that I'm super, super excited about, but maybe I will when I get closer to it. I've never done a sack, so maybe it'll be uh, super awesome when I when I start it. I don't know. Is that what you're going to do? Or are you not spilling the beans on that? Uh, it's probably going to be a sax because I've just okay. never done a sack. So for me, that it's something. If I had done one before, then I'd be, you know, and I just did a big axe for the chopper challenge. So I don't really want to do an axe again. So, huh. all right, but, but, uh, yeah, we didn't talk well, about challenge much last time. A lot of big names in this one. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Tell me more about it. I, I like to get the, uh, the lowdown on who's, who's in this time. Secret judges. Come on. So I got, I got displaced as a judge by Mr. John Norwood. So, uh, uh, we'll oh, be, you're back uh, in the competition. I'm, yeah, I'm back in the regular competition, uh, which is good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if everybody else likes it, but uh, yeah, I'm back competing with everybody, which is going to be fun. And for Somebody everyone else, whoop him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of any of anyone, I think I think someone else is going to win this one because the new people coming in, we got Matt Stagmar from That Works. Ooh. Right, Matt. Matt is. Uh, him and the boys at that works, they do swords, right? That's yeah. their thing. So I'm expecting yeah, don't sleep some on that. That's for sure. Matt, no pressure, man. Man, but uh, I'm expecting a lot. And then we got the uh, uh, owner Kaglar from Dies in Every Film. You know that one's going to be entertaining. Slightly, Absolutely. Slightly X-rated, but you know, you know how <laughs> what his videos are like. I love them. <laughs> I love them. So that one should be good. We got uh, Green Beetles back. He oh, hasn't nice. done one since the first two challenges. So we got Steve back. His videos are always super entertaining. 
Yep. And uh, we got a smaller channel, um, Harpia Knives, uh, that's new in this this challenge. So we got some new ones. We got a mix of the the old guard in there. Uh, so you got the should... old cast. You got James Cone. Yeah. Br- um, um, right. Brian is there. Red Beard. Um, Blackbeard projects. We got um, PJ. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. PJ, uh, PJT Forging, Phil yeah. from uh, yeah. the UK. His videos are hilarious. Dude, yeah, those are some good yeah, times there. In the judges, if I, let's see if I can do this from memory. You got John Norwood uh, from Old Hickory Forge. You got uh, JP um, from JP's Blade Works. Um, Spencer from Heavy Forge. Oh, yeah. Um, why am I spacing on the other two? Sven? Oh, t- Tony Severio is a judge. He's oh, yeah. amazing knife maker from uh, Louisiana. And I don't know why I'm spacing on the fourth person. I don't remember. I don't either. Shoot. Yeah. I don't remember what the, who the fourth judge is. I'm lucky I remember those four. Um, but it should be good. There's 15 participa- participating channels and five judges. So 20 total. Cool. So it sh- should be good. I'm looking viewers to- get Viewers getting some action this time too? Yeah, this is the first time we have a um, one of the first place prizes is a two by seventy two grinder. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Knife print Ooh. is uh, I I didn't even know this. Knife print is uh, doing grinder kits now, so oh, wow. they they are going to ship a two by seventy two grinder kit. And as uh, as far as I I could be wrong, I need to look this up, but I'm pretty sure the kit comes with a motor and VFD. Wow. So it's not just like a kit put together kit where you buy all the parts. Like it's full grinder assembly. Um, awesome. Yeah. And for second and third, they're doing 200 bucks worth of water jet cutting service. So How much? 200 bucks. For second and third? Yeah. Each. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we got... I will participate. This <laughs> yeah. Changing your mind. Yeah. I could, I could lose like everybody else. I mean, no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, and we got uh, Mr. Lawrence Lake from Maritime Knife Supply doing uh, $500 in gift certificates spread between the first three places. So uh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, always good to get something from Maritime. And uh, Mosa US is doing um, custom, uh, sorry, pins. And uh, each place gets a number of pins. I think it's like 12, 10, and 8. And each one gets to do a, one custom pin. So you send nice. them an image, they'll do a custom pin for you. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Bad gig. Yeah, it's not a bad gig. Yeah, so some good prizes. Nice. And of course, just for the viewers, the uh, the the YouTube channels, we just you know get bragging rights and uh, maybe judging for the next one. There you go. Yeah, it's all relative, right? Yeah. So, folks, if you want to get in on the Viking Challenge, go watch the announce video on my channel or any of the participating channels. They've all put that announce video up uh, and in the, the video description uh, you can read the viewer instructions, a link to the viewer instructions, which is a Google doc, tell you how to, en- how to enter what you got to do, blah, blah, blah. So go read that and uh, yeah, start building and Entr- um, pictures of the, of your final builds are due April 19th. So you got some time. Nice. Isn't there a, uh, a Facebook group for the, yeah, yeah, th- thank you. Uh, there is, it's 
YouTube Knife Maker Challenge is the name of the Facebook group. There's also a link to that Facebook group in the announced video. Yeah, that's always pretty cool because uh, if you get in that group, you can catch uh, some progress uh, right. of the of people's builds and stuff, and you know, start rooting for your favorites and rooting people on and stuff. It's really cool. I haven't done one myself, but um, I, I am a member of that group and I, I enjoy that a lot. So check that out yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch the the progress picks and see what people are planning. And, you know, last, last time we had, uh, you know, some guys with some, just some bummer things happen at the last minute and everyone's like, Oh, that sucks. And other guys posting, you know, Oh, this is my first time doing this. It's just great to see people branching out and doing stuff they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. But yeah, so Viking challenge, um, the, uh, <laughs> so I do, I do have a funny story. I was looking at, um, when I posted the video, um, uh, someone, I think it was Ben cuts said, uh, Cause Toby, or I mean, sorry, owners in it from Dyson Every Film, right? And those two guys, yeah. owner and Toby, are like the hosts of Fire and Steel podcast. Right. So uh, Ben puts a, a comment down there. Did you invite Toby? And I don't really know Toby that well. Uh, and uh, and then Ben underneath, I said, I said no, no, like Toby. I looked up his channel. Like oh, Toby hasn't posted a video in three years, so. You know, that was my out, right? And then Ben goes, yeah, I, th I think uh, I think he's uh, he's moved over to OnlyFans. Uh, and I responded, <laughs> being a jackass, saying, I don't know if he's... Yeah, he, Ben said, yeah, he's moving over to OnlyFans because he makes more money there. And I responded, I, I don't know if he's making more money over at OnlyFans. And uh, just being a dick. And then I looked, I, I looked up uh, Toby, and I'm like... He's actually a pretty good looking dude. He probably would make some money on OnlyFans. Not that, uh, not for me, but uh, anyway, I, thought, <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, I don't even know what this guy looks like, and I'm being a dick. <laughs> oh, you missed the golden opportunity to say uh, he's on the on the owner fans. <laughs> <laughs> I I did reach out to Toby and said, hey, you can compete as a viewer, win, and you'll get a prize. An owner won't, even if he wins. But uh, I did think it would be funny if they were both in it and they could uh, sit there and trash talk each other on uh, Fire and Steel. I thought that'd yeah, be that's, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. We are actually going to announce the winner on the Fire and Steel podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So I already agreed with them beforehand. That's where we were going to do it. Unless they back out on me because Toby <laughs> is not in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They are, they're a package, I guess. Right, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what uh, Honor's going to do. It should uh, it should be pretty funny. Yeah, speaking of, uh, like, uh, podcasts, um, I wanted to make sure that I took a second to uh, acknowledge all the, uh, the support that we got this week. Like, overwhelming Dennis, I don't know about you. You, my friend, are are maybe used to this kind of stuff, but like I was absolutely just overwhelmed by how many people actually just reached out and were supportive, uh, gave good feedback. Um, you know, keep going. Um, the hustle and grind guys, both of those, they reached out and um, sent me a message, and it was you know really cool. I, I just, I, I think. Um, 
work for it, you know, did a, you know, opened up and had awesome things to say, you know, and, and it just kind of, I mean, I know I'm probably talking to most people are in our community, but like, I don't feel like this is a natural response when somebody goes and does something that somebody else is already doing, like for the podcasters, right? One of them, somebody said, you know, like, welcome to the podcasting community, which is incredible to even like (laughs) fathom anybody ever saying that to me. But, you know, like, you know, every other thing um, except for knife making in my life has been like competition, guarded secrets, not wanting to help, you know, a a money grab for teaching or, you know what I mean? Um, But it's just not that way here. And I don't know if I'll ever get used to it, but, you know, it's so awesome to, you know, have people in your corner rooting for you, trying to teach you um, and just support you with whatever you're doing. I mean, we're just, like I said, you know, two dudes in here talking and not, I mean, the, the amount of, I think the last week's episode was like so appropriately uh, titled because like, we were just like, man, man. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was overwhelmed as well. Like just the, the number of people that shared it yeah, because, you know, people like it, whatever, but the number of people that shared it on Facebook, on Instagram, I was blown away. I was so, I'm so thankful to everybody that listened, but the people that shared it and talked about it and put it on their stories. And uh, it was, you know, I, I was thinking, yeah, you know, it would take us weeks or a month or two before you gained any traction. But I was totally happy. I think we like, you know, it's like we got shot out of a gun or something. Uh, it, yeah. It, yeah. And, you know, Brian and the guys on Work For It talking about it for like the first five or 10 minutes of uh, of Work For It helped. Uh, that was nice. Really nice of them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, I just I wanted to make sure that we. We appreciate all you guys. Um, it was overwhelming and um, just just a cool experience, you know. Just you know, yeah. tack that on to this never-ending <laughs> level of awesomeness that you know. One day you, you wake up and you want to make a knife, and then next thing you know, you're sitting here for doing all this. It's too late. You shouldn't even muted it. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a guy <laughs> racing outside my house here. I live in a little community and some guy thinks he's mario andretti yeah speaking but, of <laughs> never, mind, never mind i've been watching this nascar thing on uh on uh netflix right now and a couple i don't know whenever the finals the last race in phoenix i i hated nascar my whole life and i got to go to this nascar race and um in phoenix for the the championship dude this shit was a blast i mean i probably had one of those like uh, experiences in a box that probably no, no uh, yeah. not everybody gets to get but yeah I, I besides that it, it was fun i started getting into it so i watched this show and uh now i guess when you get neighbors you know peeling rubber in there that's what i thought about so. <laughs> i've never been in one of those it, it it definitely looks like a you know redneck good old boy kind of thing like you know drinking and whooping and you know it looks fun but and no offense to guys that love NASCAR, but making left turns for three hours doesn't really look that interesting to me, but I'm not a car guy. So I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you, dude. But when you have some guys that are into it and can like explain all the what's happening and you know, who's in it and and being at the championship was, was really cool. So I don't know, man, I'm, I, 
I love anything sports, live so. like that looks looks awesome. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, and I do like cars. So I mean, when we got to go down into the pit and um, see all the the cars and stuff, it was cool. Anyways, sorry, sorry well, for that. Well, one of my buddy, my buddy Greg, has got um, a Shelby Cobra, like a a remake, yeah. but and he races it, and I I've, I've been in that car. And that's an older car, right? But that thing is all engine, right? And you get yeah. in that car. And I asked him one time, we were driving somewhere or whatever to pick up something. And we saw a vet. And I said, could you could you take that thing off to start? And he laughs and he goes, watch this. And he hit the gas so hard. My neck almost, my head almost snapped off my neck. <laughs> <laughs> like I did not think this car was going to go that fast. So uh, yeah, that part was fun. The speed yeah, of it. I see why people like driving cars like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got my my, my buddy uh, at work is um, building a, a women's car, and they're starting to race. So, like, everything you're talking about right now is, you know, built for speed and everything. These things are just clunkers. Like, and they're all, like, themed kind of cars, and uh, they don't what go fast. What are cars? They're lemons cars, so it's like a, a lower a circuit of racing where they just take all these. I think oh, I've never like heard a, of this. A Ford Focus, I want to say, or an Escort, like a 1990s something or other, and uh, they they bought a little junker, and him and a couple buddies are um, building this thing up, and they're going to go race it. You know, do they put like a massive or, engine in, or do they have to use no, a stock engine? No, it's like it, it, the speed <laughs> is not. <laughs> Is not the deal here. It's just <laughs> no mufflers. I mean, I'm sure they can get them going pretty good, but yeah, they're not they're not whipping anybody's necks. That's for sure. Oh, all right. I thought you meant they buy these crappy cars and they put these giant engines in them and they sound like race cars. But oh, they're loud. But this thing has no muffler, so maybe that's what uh. it is. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so. Man. So we should talk about what's coming up on Triple T because this is a long topic and I want to get a bunch of people's feedback. So I said in um, my last video that I was going to restart the beginner series because I, I feel like it's getting a little date. And I, and I send a lot of people to that playlist like, hey, watch this beginner series playlist. And I feel like it's getting a little dated. I should probably start and just redo some of those. Um, so... I'm wondering, do I want to do the first video on stock removal or on how to get started bladesmithing? And it's really two paths, two different topics, two different ways to get started. Maybe I'll do the first half of the video, the second half of the video. I don't know. What do you think? You started at at more stock removal. like uh, Yeah, 100%, 100% stock removal. I think it's a great point to bring up because... Um, I think beginner series are always awesome. I, I mean, and like you're saying, the progression of where we were two years ago, um, you know, things change, right? We get new shit, new stuff, uh, new you ideas. Learn stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody comes up with some awesome thing that you wish you would, you know, saw. But um, yeah, the uh, stock removal was my entry in. Um, and, you know, I think I'm, I forged a, a couple of knives, you know, but uh, the I was listening to um, Full Blast with um, Fader and Brian um, this weekend, yep. and and he was 
kind of pitching Brian on coming down to take a class over there at the Center for Metal Works. Metal Arts, yep, yep. Metal Arts yeah. Um, but the way he was explaining it and, and being at Maker's Camp and stuff, we knew beating hot steel for me, just, it, I, I just don't, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. You, you don't get <laughs> it. You don't understand it. You don't get why it's interesting. What part do you no, not get? <laughs> I don't get how, like how to make it do what I want it to do. Like, no. you know, that part is frustrating. So what I'm trying to say is, is, you know, kind of piggybacking on um, Fader's take of you know instruction 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 right that you can't you can't get enough right and, and beginners i think you know however you're going to get it if it's youtube or if it's you know um some kind of an, an instruction from a school or you know um those are things that you know i highly recommend that you pursue because for blacksmithing or, or bladesmithing right it's like it's like stock removal for me was I was able to kind of just figure out the next process. But it, when I think when you're forging, the most frustrating part is like you, I mean, the first time I did it was with you and uh, Lawrence up at, at Maker's Camp, right? And I could see in your fucking weird ass heads that you guys were like three steps ahead, right? You were doing things, but you were like planning, you know, down the road with like how you were going to get it to to move to that particular spot. So um, I, I almost say that you should, kind of isolate each one on its own realm yeah do it do an episode on each one yeah that's uh i'm i think i'll probably tape one and then see how long that episode is um because if it's only like five minutes or ten minutes but who knows like i i want also want to make it engaging and i don't want it just me talking but i don't i will see but i think that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna do one topic like stock removal. This is what you ha- this is how you get started at stock removal. This is what I think you should do. This is what I think you should get. Right. And if I'm seven minutes in, then you know. But I'll see. No, but, I was going to say that that's important too. Is to like get them set up with you know what they should have, what they need, and what they should kind of look for. And kind of, right. <laughs> I think it's good you know just to you know start with basics, and then you know if you, if you, the interest is sparked, then go take the journey right. path yeah. and, yeah. and like buy an entire knife making shop in the first year. If you're going, <laughs> except for the press, you have everything that I have. Yeah. Almost. So I got the mill and the lathe, but you know, you've got a I mini have mill one. and a mini lathe. I have a true. mini. Yeah. 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 But, but back to what you were saying about like training, I, I'm, I agree. Like, and, I, and I've never had any formal blacksmithing training. And I realized we had this discussion coming back from Maker Camp, this last past Maker Camp, about, you know, a I wasn't comfortable, like, I can do it. I know, you know, I, I know how to forge a knife, but mm-hmm. it wasn't at that point, even when you and I did it, you know, in my shop, mm-hmm. um, at the time, wasn't comfortable teaching it. And even you right. said, oh, yeah, you, you kind of you didn't get some of the things that you needed out of that. And honestly, in the last two, two or three months, I've done three or four beginner knife maker courses. Yeah. And like going through those now, um, I've learned so much <clears throat> in how to teach it. And I thought it was a good move. Now, when I start my courses, I start them you know, I'll do a demo on a piece of clay and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. If I hit it here, it's going to do this. Here's what a 
here's why the hammer is round on one end of flat on and we we cover all that and i think getting that kind of thing because you don't have that many videos that really and again and now i'm going through all my head all, all the stuff i'm going to go through on the blacksmithing videos hammer control um you know striking methods all of that now that i know oh yeah you gotta you gotta tell someone that they don't know how to use a hammer so they're not going to blow out their elbow in the first session yeah right so a hundred percent a hundred percent um i actually um was that's another thing too um you know for beginners is you know what i highly recommend is to get out and try to get with other makers like it is man so i'm a kind of person that i could watch all the youtube in the world <laughs> and uh at some point it just doesn't you know click in my head but when i'm you know in person watching somebody do things you know so i've had a, obviously dennis and i have you know spent a lot of time and i've i've learned a ton um my buddy like i said uh, last week uh, tony satani he invited me up to his house in, in Idaho and I spent three days there just watching him do his thing. Um, I got a, we have another maker here in, in Oakland, um, Nick, uh, Rollins. And, uh, he, he kind of was just, some people are going to deliver the message, you know, a lot clearer in, in whatever it is for you to receive it. You know, his, the way he was describing hitting a hammer or with the, his hammer strikes was like, Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Now I can start to think about it. So, um, I really recommend you guys getting out there and just, you know, hanging out with people and, and doing that. Yeah. And I totally agree. The collaboration piece, like, I feel like my, I was doing stuff alone in, in my garage and then I started YouTube and it was really the first year on YouTube was really about my journey, you know, and then that at about the one year mark, my one year mark is probably in YouTube is probably when we met and um, it was right around there. I don't think it yeah. was, I think I was at like 3000 subscribers back then, yeah. pretty close to that. Yeah. And, um, and I was still like, not collaborating that much. I knew a few guys like online guys, but hadn't met anybody local. You know, I, you were actually one of the first people. I mean, I had a, a, a couple of local guys, but not really that um, where we actually started, um, you know, we started the Northern California knife makers discord and, you know, yeah. after that, and it really, really rolled in. And now, you know, the YouTube community and everybody. So get, get into a community, get into, um, you know, whether it's collaborations or just working with other people around you. Yeah. No. And the, the other thing I did a lot of was just kind of like reaching out and bugging people. I want to say that's how it feels anyways. <laughs> you know, you send a message to somebody that you like that inspires you or what you like, what they're doing, you give them an attaboy and then, you know, if you have questions or anything, but, you know, try to like participate in these relationships with people. Cause that's what it is. Um, you know, it's just building, like I call it my maker support group. Um, you know, there's not like an actual group where we all hang out, but <laughs> you guys are like all on my team secretly. You don't know, but <laughs> you know, I, I have questions or I talk and I just, you know, I just want to ask and, or let people know. And, you know, you get feedback, you start building and, you know, people, cause everybody's good at something you know, as a strength in one particular area. And that's kind of how, you know, it works for me. So I mean, I it, highly recommend that at all levels, because yeah. this whole stainless Damascus, I had to use the, 
phone a friend card to call up Josh Prince and say, Hey, how do you get this done? And, uh, yeah, he's not the first person I've dialed up and said, Hey, how do I do this? I'm my buddy, Rick Hall in, in Reno. I call him all the time. We bounce things off. So it happens at all levels, whether, you know, you're a master Smith and collaborating with other master Smiths or, you know, I think no one has done everything. No, that's for sure. So always some new stuff going on, but, but yeah, I think the beginner series, um, and I, I think I'm just going to slowly go through those topics one by one. Um, I think the, one of the first videos, uh, um, after the intro is really that knife steel one oh one. what it is, where to get it. Um, you know, what you should start with. Uh, that kind of because the, the, these questions come up in like bladesmithing for beginners all the time. What yeah. should I start with? And uh, I'm trying to do 1095 in a forge and I'm having a hard time. I saw that today, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, um, I mean, not too long ago, I was probably asking that, you know. So, <laughs> did you start with 1095? I did. I, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm like, I didn't know what I was doing. I ordered 1095 off Amazon and same. Right. Same. Same. Exactly so, the same. Yeah. Had I had I watched a, a a basic video that told me these are the different knife steels. This is the common use for each one. Here's the heat treat for each one. You know, if you're going to do it. Um, right. Yeah. So that's, a, you know, I want to redo that video with some, you know, newer knowledge and, you know, but I'll go through them and then we'll you know, I'll do the knife grinding and all that stuff. So yeah, fun stuff. I, I love doing the intro videos because there's always something new. I think when I did the fixing a warp video, for example, yeah. I didn't have a straightening hammer. I didn't even know what one was. Yeah, that's but, a good point. Yeah. So I, I think you and I built a, a that little three-point jig for you. And, yeah, I've, yeah. Used, and I've used it once. <laughs> I might have been I mean, lucky with some straighter blades, but I, I got the the straightening hammer, and now that's that that works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of the straightening hammers for gentle warps because <laughs> I've actually cracked a blade with one of those before. Um, oh, wow! Um, and it, yes, it was tempered and stuff like that, but I think I was, I was, I think I was just going after it with a with the straightening hammer, thinking. It wasn't, you know, nothing was going to happen. And I, right. I I mean, it was probably my fault. I think I probably lifted the, the knife kind of off the anvil a little bit and then whacked it. And sure <laughs> enough. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you, you have the jig, you have the hammer, you have you have options. That's what I'm trying to get at, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. They're all good options. Uh, things not to do. Try to straighten it right out of the quench. Don't do that. I think we've all seen that on Fortune and Fire enough times to... Uh, no, not to try that. Yeah. Unless you're an expert and you've done it a billion times. Yeah. Don't do and you're, not, you're not being aggressive and putting it in a vice and yanking on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's going to be some videos coming up. Um, oh, we got, yeah, Jaron and I are working on a Damascus pattern that. Yeah. Um, which which is a funny story how it started because you, you know even people like me who know how to do a pattern uh 
we were we were trying to do simple you know c's we're trying to make c's and uh this one here i'm pointing to myself yes he um, is pointing to himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had we needed square a square bar that was c's but the bar we had was already square so i knocked in the corners and then i'm used to it being in a like a rectangular shape and then smashing it down but it was already square so I'm yeah. like, what? It was just, I don't know what, I, I was having a brain fart that day. But then I thought, oh, no, we need to, we need to unsquare it. And then, so we ended up with straight lines, basically some wavy, <laughs> some wavy lines. Um, I do want to say that I was like, I don't think we're supposed to be knocking this square. <laughs> no, nah, shut up, Jared. You know, just give me a <laughs> uh, All right, you're the pro, you're the pro. I, I am, I am not, uh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not against saying I was wrong. Uh, yeah, that was a dumb move. Uh, but what we did end up with was some straight lines in a bar that was like five eight square. So we cut that up today, made some basket weave, and I think we're gonna we're gonna stack that back. You know, four weight a few times. Stack that basket weave up, and we're gonna split it like a feather. So I think that's gonna look really cool. A uh, basket weave split. So yeah, that's what, uh, that's what we're going to do. I'm excited. I left it out in the rain today and I like an hour later after it was pouring, I was like, Oh shit. Oh man. <laughs> it's fine. It was still, it was still plenty hot. It's not like it, uh, it hardened or anything. It was going back <laughs> to forge anyway. So it doesn't matter. Right. All right. But, yeah. So that should be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing that one, but I don't know what I'm going to do. I still have like, uh, I have a twist, a go my, um, sand my, I have a bunch of billets that just, <laughs> they're just starting to stack up and we keep making more. So I, I know, right. Cause it's, it's fun to make Damascus, but who was, um, Noah Bloomberg was talking about this. Like, yeah, it, it's fun to make Damascus, but then you got so many billets stacking up that, you know, you really Fucking... should make some knives out of them. Yeah, fucking Lawrence. <laughs> he said, oh, he yeah. sent me a video and he was like, <laughs> he finally set up his grinder and he was going to town. And I was just like, man, I'm so happy because when we were in, um, oh God. So there's a couple of people that was, uh, said they, they like making starting knives, but finishing them or just, you know, I'm like, how could you, you know, I get it, guys. I get it 100%. <laughs> right now, I, I just, <laughs> I had to phone a friend last a couple weekends ago. Cause I was sitting in my shop and um, I had been sick for, I haven't been sick in like five years. Like it feels like I'm, I mean, I had the COVID one time and, but prior to that, like I had this great run of not being sick this fucking year. I've had a cold like every three weeks since October, like I'm, I'm over it. Right. Um, so that, that, and I'm a grade a, top-notch super bitch when i'm sick like <laughs> i just don't do well like my wife would just be like she's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> so uh but you know i saw i you know shit's stacking up and i haven't got to work and everything all these excuses blah 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 but um i went out in the shop but i think it was not this weekend but last and and i just got hit with this like absolute huge wave of like I don't know, anxiety, fear, like overwhelmed with like my shop was a little 
disorganized and and i was just sitting on this fucking little box in the corner of my shop looking at this like i don't want to fucking be here i'm gonna sell everything i have right now <laughs> well glad you got over that oh man if i called yeah, i called i'm like dude this is horrible he's like yeah just chill out you know just go do one thing at a time and you know because yeah you could easily put yourself in this in this spot where you have you know too many projects going on and that's kind of where i'm at right now i have like fucking seven knives sitting on my my bench right now that are all e-treated in different stages but this is the most i've ever had i probably have um not including the two integrals i probably have five sitting there and that's yeah i i don't like that i like finishing one end to end just i don't know i'm just OCD that way. Like I, I got to finish the one I have before I started a new one. But a couple of these I've just, especially when teaching these classes, I'll forge out a knife during the class. So now I've yeah. got two of those sitting there. Plus, yeah. you know, the, a couple others, I actually have one. The next one I'm going to do is a buoy that to me is a mystery billet. Cause I cannot remember for the life of me what it is. So I'm yeah. like thinking of, like doing a video, it'd basically be like a stock removal video because it's already forged. I know it. Ha- the only thing I know is it's got a nickel shim. So I'm like, I'm really excited about using this billet, but I totally forget what it is. It's mine, of course, but no idea. It's the grand reveal. Right. <laughs> like at the end, I'm going to like, I'll probably be test etching that one. Like the, the first second I can to yeah. figure out what it is. That's funny. Yeah, so you can get. Yeah, so I get it, guys. You know, you start making a bunch of shit, but Lawrence said, you know, he's like, I got to grind all these to even find out what the hell they are, you know? So, you know, I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. Because he was saying, you know, he didn't even have his stuff set up. And I was just happy he was, you know, actually getting out there and, you know, grinding some stuff and making the knives because he's a hell of a maker, dude. Mm, Yeah, he is. He's great at the great in the anvil. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My teachers are horrible. You know, my first time on Borgian, I got, you know, Dennis, <laughs> Lawrence. Um, I, f- I forget who else was there, but yeah. Yeah. Mareko was there. <laughs> Not teaching. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. But he was working on quenching something. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, if you get a chance, hit up Maker Camp. That is, uh, that is quite the experience. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good time there. For sure. Cool, man. Well, lots of stuff to work on. I got lots of video ideas. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to mention. Um, I We want a way for you guys to get a hold of us, ask us questions. We want to make that a big part of this podcast. So if you guys have questions, we have an email set up. I'm not setting up a whole Instagram account. That's bullshit. No, <laughs> there's a, a triple T um, FKM. Triple T for knife makers. So triple T FKM, no dashes, no spaces, or no dots, none of that shit. Triple T FKM at gmail.com. So if you got a question, email us there. We'll look, we'll talk about it on the show. Love to, uh, you know, hear what you guys have to say uh, or answer any, any questions. You know, what are you guys, what do you guys think is, you know, some important things to mention in a video about getting started. What issues did you guys have in getting started that you wish you would have known or someone would have told you early on? So triple T 
fkm at gmail.com podcast.com oh sorry triple t fkm podcast at gmail.com damn it i'll put it in the show notes <laughs> and we'll have an instagram account up in about three weeks uh, well, i just gotta I'll, talk about believe jared does it <laughs> yeah. oh, i have a thing about multiple accounts on anything i can barely keep my shit straight having one account well yeah the other one you have is like 300 million followers so fuck off <laughs> But I, this is why I don't accept I don't accept friend requests on Facebook. So if you're sending me a friend request on Facebook and you're not like a close personal friend or someone yeah. that I know really well, I'm not going to yeah. accept it because it's my personal account. I don't have a knife maker Facebook account. Nice. Right on. Well, well yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Hit us up. I'm always DMs are are fine too. But um, yeah. yeah questions feedback all that good stuff keep them coming jared where can they reach you i am at echo underscore blades on instagram and i do have a echo blades page on facebook as well not oh, very active on there too but yeah there there is that as well all right well as always i'm tyrell knifeworks on uh instagram um, email is tyrellknifeworks at gmail.com. I prefer to use the podcast email for anything podcast related. So triple T FKM podcast at gmail.com. All right. I think that's a show. I think so. All Good right. Times. Yeah. All right. Next week, maybe we'll, uh, we'll do a summary of, uh, what the first, uh, beginners beginner series, uh, um video was like what did we miss and uh maybe we'll get some email by then and uh, what else we need to do all right we got to make some progress on that billet i'm excited about this uh basket split yeah i am too i got to finish this the the wave cutter though that's uh yeah. top agenda here get so, on it wish I'm me luck for, on that this week <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing the pictures uh, on instagram you guys should i mean for you guys because the handle material, it goes really nice with this knife. So yeah. I think the whole package is going to be awesome. I'm stoked about it. All right. All right. Thanks, folks. We will see you next time. All right. Woo! <laughs> Jared Dance.